This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Cannot believe we're going to be kicking off December in less than 24 hours. It's, my goodness, the last leg of the journey of 2023. And uh, it's kind of shocking. We've been talking all kinds of holiday festivities, holiday entertainment, and everything else holiday-related, food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we've even recorded our primetime TV episode for Kelly and Remia that will be airing during the holiday break. But it just hits you different when you realize, like, we're actually getting into December. Um, And part of this holiday entertainment we want to talk to Michael Fair about because he's got his own traditions that he's going to bring to us. Let's bring him on. Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya. Mike, it's fair to say you've got your staples like the rest of us around this time of year and getting into that mood of the holiday season. I think you and your wife, Sarah, love to get uh, into these together as well. And it officially officially starts (laughs) for the two of you with some very special audio events that are happening soon. Important traditions, you're going to tell us all about it. How many years, let's start with this, has the Sound of the Season campaign been going on? Well, this will be its 21st year, and I'm not sure I've caught all of them, but it feels like I've caught more than that number. <laughs> like, I've been listening to this for years and years and through a number of different hosts of, of I, I like the Metro Morning uh, show particular, but the other events are great, too. And uh, it's just been a wonderful way to kick off the uh, the holiday season for me. Do you listen to any of the other ones, Mike? Like. London has one here that the CBC offers up. Uh, I mean, last year, I don't believe they did it. Um, Through the pandemic, I'm trying to think how they ran it, uh, but I've caught a few. But unfortunately, a lot of time it's happening while we're doing the show and our Christmas special. So I haven't been able to catch too many. I catch some of the, the, I concentrate on the Toronto ones because that's sort of, I'm in the GTA, so that's where I am. But I've, I've kind of thought that, that it would make sense that the CBC would have more similar events across mm. the country. I went to it's one. Such a good, I, I, it's a good idea. I went to the one I, in London once. Um, oh, I, it was wow. 2019 when I had my health issues and was off work. And I went to see it. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it was just so nice to sit there for the couple hours. And, and we all know it since we just finished doing our show as a primetime special. Uh, I sat as an audience member at one of them for, for CBC. And it was beautiful for the sounds of the season. See, this is one of those regrets I have that I never went. I wish I knew the people that I could go with that would get me down there, like, before I lost my hearing. Like, now I have well, moderate hearing loss. I'm yes. not sure if it right. quite as easy to, to enjoy without overwhelming the hearing aids. But yeah, that's uh, one of those things I wish I could have done when I had full hearing. What's the it's, purpose it's of really... the campaign? So basically, the this is all about raising money for the food uh, situation. Uh, locally, we have food banks, and they've been really stretched. And this is Canada-wide, really. Uh, but the, the, the this uh, CBC event uh, that I'm listening to it concentrates on Toronto. 
And it's basically the hosts and, and staff of the morning show and the here and now in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And the it's really an all day event. And they all get together and try and put on a show to raise money for uh, food banks. And it's really a month long campaign. It goes all through December, right to January. And you can donate any time. But these are sort of special moments uh, there are portions of the show is where uh, organizations will double what you donate. So I, I always aim for that if I can. And uh, yeah, because food food banks, like it's really been a problem. Housing costs have skyrocketed this year. People are really struggling. People with full-time jobs are needing food banks to make ends meet this year. So yeah, it, it's one of those things that I always, uh, they put on such a good show and I always enjoy just hearing that. It just cheers me up to hear uh, that happened to unfold and, and have it uh, and be a part of it. I, mm. You can interact with it online as well. We had somebody on the program once from a, representing food banks across Canada, and they said the hardest part for them is later on. So they try to do what they can, make it very much on people's radar at Christmas time because they know come April, May, people have kind of moved on and, and kind of forget them. Is one of these shows, Mike, your favorite to catch? Absolutely. That would be Metro Morning. I've always I've always been a, a bit of a, an insomniac, an early riser, prone to be up at ungodly hours. So this thing starts at five thirty, <laughs> and uh, you know it's wonderful. They have a good crew. They put on a really good morning show. They have a new horse host this year, uh, and uh, David Common has has been on CBC a long time. Uh, CBC yes. Radio has been a reporter and a bunch of things, and now he's host of this. And I can't wait to see how he takes on this tradition that I've heard a number of people host before in the same slot. It's always neat when, when a new host comes up and you just say, okay, yeah. how are they going to step into this? <laughs> you know, for the first time, especially. You go wow, optimistic. You thinking about David doing it. Wow. Whew, mm. That'll be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, I, this is, uh, this is his first time. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I just, I, I'm pretty optimistic. I tend okay. to, you know, there's a lot of, of trouble in the world that gets me down sometimes, but the events like this really push me up. Like they really, to, to hear all the help, the people stepping forward, chipping in, reminds me that there is good out in the world still. Mm-hmm. You just have to sort of dig for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll more. tell you, as a, as a person who's always been into broadcasting in some way, I think for me growing up, this was Christmas from now till the 24th, right? It, for me, <laughs> I loved everything beforehand, the, the wind up and a lot of it was this kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, and it's yeah, true. Absolutely. It's service, especially around this time of year, that is a big part of the festiveness, right? Like just making you feel like you're you're doing good. Um, when does the Sounds of the Season open house take place? So this is uh, Friday, December 8th. It starts at 5.30 with Metro Morning. Uh, the doors open at 5. So people in Toronto can actually go and be an audience member as part of this. And it's at the CBC building. And uh, also a lot of it takes place at the Glenn Gould studio because it's an all day thing, right? So they have events for the kids. They have other meet and greet opportunities, uh, lots going on during the day, afternoon show. I think it goes right to six when the news, uh, I'm not sure if the news is part of it, uh, six o'clock news, but it goes right up to that point uh, with the here and now in the afternoon. So really, you know, excellent time to, uh, to hear uh, the, the CBC get involved and really swing at at uh, getting money for this uh, this important part of the oh. whole economy, really, and existing <laughs> these days. I wonder how many people actually take the whole day off, like the real 
radio junkies that just say, or or Christmas junkies that just, wow, I want to do all this. Mike, you enjoy this, you and Sarah, and you also do not miss, and I know this for a fact, we've yep. talked about it on the show, but you always go back to the Mushroom FM uh, holiday Christmas party. What, what keeps you doing that? Basically, I go for the people. A lot of people go for the music because it is the 100 best uh, Christmas songs as voted on by people who bother to vote. Uh, but uh, it's also just a really good community uh, of blind people coming together. Uh, Mushroom FM uh, is a radio station on the internet, been around for a long time, and it has this really awesome community of people that love to chip in and make each other cheerful. And uh, they, no money changes hands. This is all voluntary, and they just come in and do this this great party, and uh, people interact. It's encouraged to interact on social media. And we have a lot of fun with it every year. It's always been a great time. And uh, the man behind the event is very well known in the community, so it makes sense that he would draw a bunch of us in year after year. Who is it? Hey, Jonathan Mosin runs the station, mm. and uh, it's his, his uh, kind of hobby for the blind community to have this big uh, radio presence that kind of gives back. And a lot of the people, uh, no money changes hands with this. This is all voluntary. No one gets paid. Uh, my wife, Sarah, is one of the helpers that will host part of the of, of the party. It's on the 16th. And uh, basically, it starts at 7 in the morning and goes right through to 5 in the evening. So uh, it, it's, it's a long stretch. It's 100 songs. It's 10 hours. And there's lots of banter and chat and, and in between. So lots of people chipping in, helping out behind the scenes and hosting parts of that long stretch of time. So uh, I always attend as a hopefully helpful guest, basically. Mm. Is my <laughs> and I, I, I'm sure, Mike, they really appreciate that, having everyone there. And they do so much. And, and I remember that initiative when the pandemic was on. They had that tremendous show of talent from people all oh, around. Yes, for the it Ukrainian, was an amazing yes. concert. Yes. Was that what it was? Sorry, yes, it was the Ukrainian yeah. concert. I was thinking it was uh, yeah. during, the, during the pandemic. I guess it kind of was. Um, well, sir, how can it, people yeah. part? Exactly. How could people participate in the event? Well, if they can vote for their favorite 10 songs, you have to pick 10 songs. There is a list. If You can, you can type in the forum uh, or you can uh, go through lists between uh, there by each position. You vote for number one to number 10, all mm -hmm. of them, because it's all tabulated. You go to mushroomfm.com uh, slash countdown 2023, the whole number, uh, and, and type that in as one word and you'll get there. And then you can fill in this form. Uh, you vote for 10 songs. And once you've done that, you give your name and email. You can give extra information that you want the host to know, you know, to introduce you perhaps to the, the rest of the audience. Uh, you, can, you have to answer a skill testing question to make sure you're human. It's very simple. Everything's accessible. You have until 11.59 p.m. Eastern on December 14th to put in your vote. Mm. And that's uh, after that, it closes, and they tabulate everything up, and they produce that big, long list of, uh, of songs in, in the correct order. So, so fun. Yeah, then, yeah, it really is. It's, it's always a blast to attend. Yeah, it's definitely a community feel because everyone's kind of engaged and involved with the process of the picking. What happens after people vote? After people vote, everything's tabulated, and you get sent uh, an official party invitation, and that will acknowledge that your vote has been received and everything and, and entered into the system. You're, you'll be assigned to a virtual table, and sometime mm -hmm. before the event, you'll be given your 
the tables are all named after reindeer, after Santa's reindeer. And you'll be at one of these tables with other guests and uh, you'll be told you can go and there's a chart that's put up that shows who's at what table and that'll be available before the party starts. And uh, then you, it basically encourages you to interact. Uh, most of it, the interaction is going to be on Mastodon. That's the social media network of choice okay. for the Mushroom FM crowd. Uh, but you can also do it by email. So if you're not up on the Mastodon, you don't, you don't care about social media, you can still email in your thoughts, answer the questions the hosts uh, you know, provide for people's discussion. And uh, if you're on Mastodon, you follow the hashtag and... Uh, I'm not sure what that'll be quite yet. It's mm. usually uh, the Mushroom FM hashtag, um, hashtag Mushroom FM, and you'll be able to, to track in on the conversation that happens. Uh, they'll, of course, as the party progresses, they provide the information you need to contact and to participate, and you get awarded Christmas crackers as a friendly competition. Nice. And people will can earn Christmas crackers for funny jokes, for uh, participating, interacting with the other guests in, in friendly ways. And uh, it's just all about having a great online time and putting uh, the internet to good use. Yeah, know? yeah. And because been, it's been happening for so long, I feel like everything's very well established, right? Like the participation side of it, the engagement of the voting, uh, the actual timing of this entire event and what that banter sounds like on air. It, it sounds really well organized and people keep coming back, as I said. What was the last oh, table yes. you're at, Mike? I, I think it was Dasher last year. I can't remember. Uh, the tables fade from my mind, but some of the, the comments and some of the banter, like one year I, I was looking for what was that creepy creepy Christmas songs came up. Oh, yeah. And I find uh, a couple of creepy ones uh, in there. Uh, that Maliki Maka, the, the Hawaiian Christmas, I don't know, for some reason that always creeped me out as a kid. I have no idea why. And there was another one about Santa being stuck up in the chimney and at the, oh, yes. the a little girl singing it. And ooh, yep. that always gave me chills. So, you know, things like that get exchanged. And you, you kind of get get to know the people that are, mm. you know, listening to the to the thing. And and for sometimes it's, you know, people get to interact that don't normally because they listen to totally different shows and the and the crowds don't intersect. But on that day, everyone's there, everyone's listening to tunes and just having a blast. It's so sweet. I love it. Thank you so much for featuring these um, with good time for people to still get in their votes for Mushroom FM and to check out everything else you mentioned, like uh, Sounds of Seasons and Metro Morning taping on the, would you say it was, the 8th? December 8th. December yep. 8th. Perfect. Awesome. Yep. Talk to you next week. All righty. Absolutely. We'll see you then. Mike Fair joins us weekly for audio entertainment, tech, and all kinds of other things. So tune in Thursdays at this time for more of that. And every other Thursday, we talk to Fern Lullum. She's bringing up some interesting conversation today. It's about disability and defensiveness. Are we more defensive because we're people with disabilities? Well, let's at least get into the conversation. We'll be right Why back. Why would you say that? Why? Mm. I'm not defensive. Are you? Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.